All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The title of today's episode is Do Not Gritty on Me. So yes, we're going to talk about Jake Wallman, but I want to get to it right away. Logan Van Dyke in the YouTube live chat said, I don't care if there's no response. Just don't lose again. And that's going to be the theme of today's episode. My name is Dave Quadrelli. That is Harmon Dial, our technical producer. The man at the controls is Grady Sass. little remote edition of Canuck Convo because Wyatt couldn't go to the rink tonight. And I'm not commuting downtown twice in the same day. So we're coming to you remote today. But we've got a jam-packed show for you today, folks. And it is going to be a good one. As always... Canucks Conversation is brought to you by the 2023 Toyota BZ4X. The BZ4X is Toyota's brand new all-electric SUV designed to go the distance for you and your family. The BZ4X is packed with Toyota's coolest tech, but it still has that trusty SUV feel you know and love. And even though it's electric, it's capable of effortlessly conquering any terrain. Whether it's rain, snow, mud, or your friend's questionable post-game recaps, the BZ4X will get you through. What's going to get the Canucks through tonight, Harmon? Uh, Harmon, how are you doing today? doing great i'm uh, more excited for this game than i would have anticipated right like the schedule comes out every year and you look at a mid-february game at home against the detroit red wings and you're thinking oh could this be a little bit of a snooze fest but even outside of the extracurricular activities the wallman situation the fact of the matter is the Canucks blew a 3-1 lead against them and if you're a top team in the nhl you're playing them so quickly soon after you want to take the opportunity to to make that right, to beat them on home ice, defend your um, territory in that way. And for the Red Wings as well, they just got slapped 8-4 by the Oilers earlier this week. They just got embarrassed. So 
not only are they looking to respond from that perspective, but the other aspect is they're going to come into this come into this game with the belief that they can beat Vancouver considering they just came back from 3-1 deficit and pulled it out uh, so recently. And on top of that, they're in a dogfight of a playoff race right now. The New Jersey Devils are nipping on their heels. Every point matters. So because of that, um, I expect this to be a fun, uh, intense type of game, especially because even outside of... Um, outside of what you want to make of the OT celebration is already a physical chippy game. There's of course this Dorov hit, uh, but even outside of that, um, I mean, Dubrinkin and Cole fought, uh, there were a lot of scrums that game in Detroit had some feeling to it. And I'm looking forward to this game, hopefully having some feeling to it as well. The East is wide open. That's something we have. I feel like we haven't talked about a ton right now. The East is wide open. It's anybody's game right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in a wild card spot. There's something to keep an eye on. And of course, we're going to break down uh, the Leafs and their playoff playoff hopes. Uh, of course, as the months go on, because we have to. We have to talk about the Leafs. It's everybody's job to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. But with these Detroit Red Wings harm, storylines galore tonight. Obviously, there's Jake Wallman in the gritty. And the more that I think about this, the more I think, A, there's not going to be a response, and B, that I don't really care if there's no response. Like, it, it's silly. It's silly. Look, I, I, I've told you this three times this week, Harm. I'm always for the funniest outcome possible, and I think it would be funny if the Canucks took exception to Wallman. But the more I think about it, the more I don't want them to do one because or to have any kind of response to that specifically, because I told you I would do the gritty and man, I've so just to prepare for it. Cause I told you I would do it tomorrow when we're back in studio. I can't do a gritty at all. Like it's <laughs> hard. It's, I, it looks so easy. I, I can't do it at all. And I, I'm not, not the best dancer. I'll, I'll just come out and say that. And it's hard. Like I'm, I'm having some trouble. I'm watching YouTube tutorials. So uh, it's going to be pretty bad if I have to go do it. Uh, we got to get to the news though. Dakota Joshua unavailable tonight. He is getting evaluated by Canucks doctors this afternoon for what is believed to be a hand injury suffered when he got into that fight on Tuesday night in Chicago. That was of course to complete the Gordie Howe hat trick on a night where he already had two assists and a goal. He gets into the fight and he is now out of the lineup. And I don't think we have the line rushes quite yet, but uh, we did see Ilya Mikheyev is going to be on the third line there uh, is, is what it looks like. So look, those are big skates, big shoes to fill for Dakota Joshua. Uh, being out of the lineup, it's going to be very tough to replace everything he brings. Look, let's just be honest. The Canucks aren't going to be able to replace everything that Dakota Joshua brings. But what we're now hoping is that this is more of a day-to-day thing and not like a broken hand or broken ligament or whatever um, situation for Dakota Joshua. Yeah, he's playing the best hockey of his career by far. And the chemistry that he and um, Garland had built, um, honestly, it was incredible, right? Because you watch a player like Joshua and you're like, yeah, he's got some offensive skill, but it's more a big body and you just don't expect... Um, you know, that type of offensive, especially IQ based pattern recognition, the way he reads off Garland, um, it's pretty special what they've built. And we know on so many nights, it's been the third line that, um, has given them that jolt that has gotten them into the uh, hockey game. Even in the Washington game, for example, the Canucks came out in the first 10 minutes or so pretty sleepy. And it wasn't until Garland's opening goal in the first period that the Canucks started to, actually get their legs and that's been a theme for a lot of games throughout the season is the top six at five on five maybe isn't at its best um the fourth line has some moving parts 
but the third line is a constant that just always wins battles, sets the tempo and the pace for how this team needs to needs to play. And really, that's what you're looking for now out of Ilya Mikheyev uh, is you've got a match that workmanlike tempo that Joshua was pacing at your speed, your pace, um, your energy needs to be there. Like, like um, Talkit has said in the past, Mikheyev needs more Hoaglander elements in, uh, in his game. Right. So that's where I, I want to see Mikheyev disruptive on the four check. Even if he's not scoring, he needs to at least be uh, noticeable. Uh, and at this point, again, for Joshua, you're just hoping that um, it's a short-term thing. And look, that's another great example of why, if you're in the first place, Vancouver Canucks, there's no need to get tied up in extracurricular activities with Walman because why risk an injury? Why, why, why get, you're only going to hurt yourself. There's nothing really to gain outside of um, your pride or, or your, or your ego. And again, the best revenge you can dish out anyway is, um, is beating them on the scoreboard. Absolutely. Uh, Nikita Zdorov makes his return to the lineup tonight. Can we pull this up? Uh, Grady PJ tweeted this out this quote from Nikita Zadorov, who of course was suspended for two games the last time these two teams played for his hit on Lucas Raymond Zadorov says it was a bad hit I completely missed him it was clear head contact there uh, he said that he definitely deserved his two game suspension for his hit last Saturday on Lucas Raymond and someone in the chat brought that up too they said forget the Wallman thing how about Zadorov taking off uh, Raymond's head of course Raymond wasn't hurt um you know, return to that game and he is going to be back, of course, in the lineup tonight. And look, when a guy owns up like that, I really like that. I, I, I think that's very honorable for a guy to just say like, yeah, you know what? The league got it right. That was a bad hit. And Zdorov's even said like, you know, obviously I didn't do what I was trying to do. Like I wasn't trying to hit him in the head. Um, so again, I, I really like that from Nikita Zdorov. And I can't remember the last time I saw a player say, yeah, the Department of Player Safety nailed that one. Well, Zdorov is refreshingly honest. He'll tell you whatever is um, is on his mind. That's what you sort of appreciate rather than a canned answer. Um, and in this case, I mean, the fact that he's he was now suspended for two games, also got the five-minute major right away in the match penalty, that should, as far as I'm concerned, take care of that situation from the code perspective of, oh, is Detroit going to be looking <laughs> to get retribution on him? Um, yeah, I, 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 I would be a little bit surprised if, if somebody on Detroit is trying to t- challenge uh, Zadorov, especially because I mean, guys, I know he's not the best fighter, but he's six foot six. Like, I, I mean, maybe Michael Rasmussen, but he's not really a fighter either. So it's not as if, like, the Detroit Red Wings have bigger fish to fry as well. Like, Devils yep. have just got Jack Hughes back. They've won their last two games. Again, Detroit just got shellacked 8-4 by Edmonton. This is a really important game for them. And and so even from them, they should be focused on uh, on the two points. Absolutely. Absolutely, they should. And, and I th- again, I think they will be. I think it's going to be a really good game tonight, Harm. I really do. I think it's going to be a good one. I- I'm trying to think if there were more storylines to get to for this game. Uh, Thatcher Demko gets the start, it looks like. No real surprise there. Um I think that I just think this is going to be a really good game. Do you have anything uh, from the game that you wanted to get to before we get to our four wins light the lamp contest? Well, I'm just curious, bigger picture with this Red Wings team. And it's maybe not so much in relation to strictly tonight's game, but as we sort of look at what the Red Wings are as a team, they changed identities pretty starkly compared to 
last season where Derek Lalonde in his first year came in and there was a big emphasis on we got to clean up team, team defense. And Detroit's problem last year was they couldn't score at all. Now, to fix that, Steve Eisenman went out and he acquired a lot of one-dimensional um, offensive scores like Debrinket, um, Daniel Sprong fits that bill, obviously Patrick Kane. And what's been interesting with Detroit is, yeah, they're scoring a ton of goals now, but their team defense has been really, really leaky. Like they've taken a big step back. They allow a lot of chances. And I know they've cl- they've cleaned that up a little bit in um, in January when they were winning a lot of games. But that's an area where for, you know, for the Red Wings and especially as it, you know, pertains now to the Canucks in this game, what type of team defense are we going to see from the Red Wings? Because they didn't give up a lot against the Canucks the last time um, these two teams met, but I do think they're vulnerable because they don't have a lot of size up front. Um, Their blue line's all right, but it's not something, it's not a blue line I love either. So that's something that if you're the Canucks, you're going to want to try and exploit is they're, they're not the, you know, they're not the most um, tight defensive team. And also, you got to be disciplined tonight because Detroit, I believe their power play has been a lot better this year. Not to mention with Dakota Joshua, Dakota Joshua out. That's one of your top penalty killers that's missing. Um, you don't want to get into like a high scoring um, type of matchup, especially because if both teams end up taking a lot of penalties, it's not as if the Canucks power play has been firing on all cylinders. That's an excellent, excellent point. Another one that I saw was in the Twitter live chat from Armin Samra. He said the top six better score tonight. I'm not anticipating a big game for that third line uh, without Dakota Joshua there. I think the only person that could impact that line more is Connor Garland. If Connor Garland was out, I think that would impact it. Uh, Obviously, I would say a little bit more than Dakota Joshua, but not having Dakota Joshua is definitely, definitely a tough blow for that line. So the top six is going to need to come alive, not only at five on five, uh, but also on the power play. We're going to see the Swedish line uh, back together. It's going to be their second game together. Elias Lindholm, Elias Pettersson, and Niels Hoaglander. That trio is going to be reunited tonight. And like I said, we're we're both going to the game tonight. So I'm interested to see uh, what we will see high above from our perch in the press box there. All right. Let's get to our four wins light the lamp contest brought to you by our friends at you guessed it four wins brewing Vancouver is playing Detroit tonight and we want to know who's going to score the first goal for Vancouver. If you nail it, you could win a $25 gift card to the four wins tap room located at 72nd and river road in Delta Enter by following us on social media. Keep an eye out for today's show clip and comment who you think will light the lamp and score the first goal tonight. Winners will be contacted directly. Check us out at Canucks Army or at Canucks Combo on Twitter, at CanucksArmy.com on Instagram, and Canucks Army on Facebook. And make sure that you ask about Four Winds Light, Light Lager at your local liquor store or have some delivered to your front door through the online shop at fourwindsbrewing.ca. I'm going with Elias Patterson. I think I think it's time. Elias Patterson's going to score tonight. First goal for Vancouver. That's a good one. I will say Brock Besser. He's due... They need some offense. Oh, that's true. That's true. How long has it been since Besser scored a goal? Probably like Columbus been... game. Hat trick, right? Mm-hmm. Other than that, he hasn't scored much. I need to find the answer to this question because I, I really do want to know when the last time Brock scored because he is due. All I know is he's due. I need to figure out the exact amount of games it's been since he last scored a goal because, I'm oh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, January 27th versus Columbus. He had the hat trick. One, two, three, four, five games. Six games, five games, five games. 
five games without a goal and pointless in his last four games. And before that hat trick, he had he also hadn't scored in the previous six games. Mm-hmm. So hat trick tonight confirmed. Um, <laughs> is he is he the topic of under the hood today? Karan, no, I'm he's sure not. Karan's wondering. Karan's wondering which player you're going to hate on today because that's all you do in under the hood. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you set me up um, really nicely. That's right. That's right. Brock Bester. Um, okay, let's see. I got to tell you about another sponsor of ours, and that would be HSBC World Rugby Sevens. Western Canada's largest sporting event this year is the nighttime the event has visited Vancouver as part of the World Rugby Sevens series. Tickets are on sale now at vansevens.com starting from just $40 per day. And if you want to go, we've got a four pack of tickets for the entire weekend to give away. Text hashtag sevens, that's S-E-V-E-N-S to 778-402-9680 for your chance to win. We'll be giving away a four pack each week until the event. So text hashtag sevens to 778-402-9680. All right, Harm, take us under the hood because it's time for Under the Hood brought to you by Mr. Lube. Yeah, so with Detroit coming back, his former team, I wanted to shine a little bit of spotlight on uh, Philip Ronick, and I saw this pretty recently, and it, um, it it caught me by surprise a little bit. Philip Ronick is just two five-on-five assists back of Connor McDavid for the NHL lead. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. What he? How, what's he at? Uh, Hironik's at 27 five and five assists this year. McDavid's at 29. McDavid's number one. So Hironik obviously leads defensemen, but I mean, if all players like he's ahead of Stutzla's third place, McKinnon's fourth, uh, Quinn Hughes is fifth. Then you have Kucherov, uh, Middlestat, Pedersen eight, uh, Hedman nine, and then Robert Thomas 10. So I thought it was, um, pretty, I was surprised to see Hironik that high. But it just reminds you that when you have a defenseman producing at this pace, despite not getting first unit power play, it requires something extraordinary. It requires something special. And that's what we've seen from uh, Hironik. He obviously had the huge uh, night the last time these two teams met, had three points. And of course, um, when Hoaglander, or I think it was Garland, sorry, Garland, one of his goals was Hironik. Uh, finding that shot and and getting the redirection from uh, from Garland, which he's done really consistently. I feel like I bring it up every three three or four shows is how often Hughes and Hironik shoot from the blue line and find tips or deflections that beat the goaltender. Um, that's something that they're excelling at. And yeah, second place in the NHL for five and five assists for Philip Hironik is um, really impressive. And Aronik had the three-point night against Detroit just last week. So maybe we'll see it again uh, tonight. We'll see him have another big performance against his former team. That was Under the Hood, brought to you by Mr. Lube, the pioneer of the no-appointment warranty-approved oil change, now providing appointment-free tire service and sales. Find them at one of their 16 locations across the Lower Mainland. To find your nearest location, visit them online at mrlube.com. All right, Harm, take it away. It's time for anyone else presented by DoorDash. It's our listener's chance to get involved and hit us up in the YouTube live chat. And it's also our listener's chance to get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms, apply, double dash. What a feature, right? What a feature. Double dash. One delivery fee, multiple orders, multiple restaurants, multiple stores, whatever you need, they've got you covered over at DoorDash. I'm going to kick off anyone else. I've got a few. 
But I got one here from Ty David that I wanted to get to. This is in light, of course, of Dakota Joshua uh, going down with what we suspect is a hand injury suffered from that fight that he had uh, in Chicago. Ty David asked, should NHL players fight with their gloves on? Boxers and MMA fighters don't go bare knuckle. So why should hockey players, especially when you're punching a helmet? Like I wrote this, I wrote the news article for Canucks Army today. I just said, unsurprisingly, Dakota Joshua suffered a hand injury after punching a helmet with his bare hand. Like that would hurt. That would hurt a lot. And you could easily hurt your hand doing that. Yeah, I don't know if the solution is to is for fights to happen with gloves on though. Uh helmets and gloves. Did you ever you've you've played hockey? Did you ever have helmets and gloves in the locker room, dressing room? Um well no, I mean I mostly played soccer growing up. Oh, that's fair. Okay. We used I know to how to skate though, before b- before people are like, Oh, <laughs> like I took skating les- lessons as a um as a kid. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm a good skater. I can I can move around. Grady, you ever done helmets and gloves? Little cage rage? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I used to put yeah. my goalie mask on and then borrow some player gloves and do it. So. Oh, that was my favorite part about playing goalie was like, you know, someone comes in your crease, you got the you got the waffle board, just bam, yeah. that, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Good times, good times. Reliving you the hacked, glory days here. You hacked them in the ankles. Captain Canuck, counter argument, add brass knuckles. All the players just have brass knuckles in their hockey pants. Pull them out. No, of course not. No, no, we're not. We're not talking about that. Uh, Is that Ryan Reeves? Is he in the YouTube live chat there? Make hockey violent again. Oh, Ryan Reeves getting dumped by who? Who was that hit him? Something. Uh, Nathan Walker. Yeah, Nathan Walker. Like five foot nine Aussie. A day after saying make that wouldn't have happened if Ryan Reeves was on the team. Oh, wait, he is weird. Oh, I saw a tweet. It was like Ryan Reeves in hypothetical situations. And then it was a Michael Jordan highlight reel. Oh, my goodness. It's good. Uh, By the way, you mentioned Jordan. I will never get over. I think my favorite hockey graphic of all time is when the Canes broadcast um, compared Michael Jordan with the Canes Michael Jordan with like without an e do you remember that graphic and it was like yes and it showed all of um all of jordan's titles all the points he scored and then it and then on the right you had the other michael jordan's hockey stats in the nhl which was like something like zero cups like three points like they just completely sewered the guy (laughs) oh that was uh, such a good moment that was great uh ty david this is this is also Uh, related to the game a little bit here he said nfl players get to celebrate and dance after a touchdown or even just a big play should hockey players celebrate more similar to how football players do this is what i started to think about when it came to wallman harm was i was like you want personality in the game you want all that sort of stuff yeah you should be able to celebrate like i remember adam godet used to get it from yeah i think he did in a preseason game when they were up by like seven but he used to have some good sellies right like i think he did the ripping open the chest for a uh, Superman or whatever. And he got, he got yelled at a little bit for that one. But of course, by the opposing bench, I'm talking about, um, I don't know. Wait, he did I, that in a preseason game. Yeah. I think it was, if I recall, it was oh, a preseason tough. game against Calgary and it was like six to three and Adam got at in a, in his rookie year scored to make it seven to three. And then he sellied pretty hard. And then he was getting it from the Calgary bench after that. But I don't know. Screw that. Like, Maybe if you're up by seven in a preseason game, sure. But he's excited. He's excited to score a goal. And I will never talk badly about Adam Goddard. Adam Goddard was a good dude. He still is. But when he was in Vancouver, you know, 
played Warzone with us. Oh, here's the stat. Here's the stat. <laughs> oh my god. And and Harv, also worth mentioning that this was the Preds broadcast. This wasn't the Kings oh, broadcast. Sorry. We were doing this for a visiting player, oh which my makes god, it that's way even funnier. worse. Yeah. Yeah. So Mikal Jordan from Carolina, the defenseman, uh, three games, 0.0 NHL titles. And then it says Michael Jordan, 1,072 games, 32,292 points and six NBA titles. Titled comparing Jordans. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That is an all-time graphic. That's so good. That's awesome. We need more graphics like that in this market, I would say. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, what else do we have? Let's see. Chat, get your stuff in. I've got a lot. So yesterday, we saw some footage of Phil Kessel. I think we actually have it, Grady, if you can pull it up. The footage of Phil Kessel skating out in Abbotsford. And he didn't look horrible but like he did look tired like he looked like he was having a training camp in the middle of february like the guy hasn't played in months and this is credit ctv news this was on this is on the news this is on the news uh ctv news so you see kessel you know he's kind of bent over a little bit he's, he's catching his breath but it's not like he is you know gasping for he's not ollie levying on the ice at the abbotsford center like we saw a couple of years ago like he's there and he's getting into game shape. And I just, look, I saw it all over Twitter. People would be like, look, look, he's out of shape. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Like, people, give it a rest. First of all, I'm annoyed that this is even, you know, that his skates are even public. I get it. It's information. It's great. I get it. But this, it, there's no sense. Look, the Abbotsford players beside him also catching his breath. Is that player out of shape? Come on. Like, get a grip. It's just, it's his first skate. He's just getting getting his legs under him. It's not even a lock that he's going to be on the Canucks. But, man, people just ripping him on Twitter for being out of shape and all this. Like, it's his first skate, people. It's his first skate. And there's a bunch of cameras there because, unfortunately, he got spotted at YVR. Like, I, again, I understand why there's people there. I understand why people care about this. I do. But we wouldn't even know he's here. And it just... it. It just, it bothers me. For some reason, this really bothers me that this guy's 
first skate is getting all this publicity and people are picking it apart like it's this huge deal like it's his first skate and he's weeks weeks away from potentially signing a contract yeah it's his first organized professional hockey practice in how many months it's one thing to skate by yourself or you know even with a couple junior players or just some random guys playing pickup but to be dropped into a practice like that like this is the whole reason why they just brought him in without uh, a pto or an ato is to get him up to speed to see where his pace is at and you know this just highlights kind of the world we live in nowadays when people want to have a you know a reactionary inflammatory comment like oh look how out of shape he is like no this is and if i hate to go on if you played the sport or played any sport rant you will know that it takes a bit of time to get your feet back underneath you or to at least get up to the speed of your rest of your teammates that have been practicing for months on end. And Jeremy Lee said this, if Kessel isn't tired, then I'm concerned with the development staff. I'm concerned with the staff out in Abbotsford. If Kessel's not tired, right. Bro, like this is pro hockey folks. He's to be in a pro hockey practice. Yeah. They're trying to get him ready to play professional hockey. It's and the look, whole point. There's no big jump from NHL conditioning to AHL conditioning. It's pro hockey. You need to be in the same level of shape. And I'm sorry, but the guy that put that out there was saying, oh, he looks so gassed. Like, come on, dude. Really? Like, you're, just setting your, you have? you're just setting yourself up for trolls. And you, quite frankly, you're looking like an idiot with the way you describe that. Yeah. Also. Uh, yeah, go on, Harm. No, I was also going to say, unless you're watching the entire session, you don't know how hard he's being pushed. And if you're in that situation where you are the development staff, you, why would you not push him to his limit? Uh, I mean, plenty of times when the Canucks come back um, after their off seasons and they do their first day of training camp, they're doing some um, extra sprints and, and whatnot. Guys are gasping. Guys are having trouble. I remember Connor Garland's first um, first day of training camp with the Canucks he was having a lot of trouble. So was Oliver Ekman Larson in his first year. First year, of course, where he actually played pretty well before he yeah. dropped off a cliff in his second season as a Canuck. So um, I'm not concerned about how Kessel looks in his first skate. It's how is he going to ramp up? And um, I trust the coaching staff, the development staff to make the right call, make and the right decision on whether he's best. See where he's at in a week now, right? If, the, and there's if it's difference. still an issue, then yeah, sure. And but, there's a difference between being, you know, doubled over, trying to catch your breath, and laying on the ice like Ollie Olevi did. Like, there's a difference between that. And Captain Canuck in the chat is saying, I just don't get why he's doing it now. He should have been ready. There's nothing like actually going to camp. And this is what we see every day at camp. Or, excuse me. Every time it's the first day of training camp, every single year, we see guys doing what Kessel's doing. It's not a story. It's not. It, it's a story because people want it to be one, and they want to pick apart Phil Kessel and all this stuff. It's, it's insane to me. Um, look, I... I, I'm looking at this and saying Troy Stetcher puked every year at training camp and it was endearing. Nobody's questioning if Troy Stetcher was ready or not. Like he was, you know, guys are doubled over all the time. It's not like, it's not even like a Jake for 10 where Jake for 10 would show up every year and then be so out of shape that he can't do the drills and then get put into group C or the third group every single time at training camp. That's not where Kessel's at. Like Kessel is just, you know, he's trying to catch his breath and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. in like, 
a week, a couple weeks, maybe he'll be fine. And uh, Rick Tockett spoke about this last night. And Grady, this was on Grady. What did you say this was on the the Chicklets cast or something? Yeah, it was the NHL on TNT. They were doing like a Manning cast, but spitting Chicklets uh, style. And uh, Talk was a guest. And we will okay, bring so Manning cast, but yeah. way worse. Okay, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's get to I'm, this clip. Do you want me to fire? Yeah, okay. Once yeah, let's do it. Uh, Tockett was speaking about this. And I just found it interesting because he talked about how, um, you know, how Kessel's still going to be kind of weeks away and didn't really want to commit to anything, even though like this is a guy he loves, like talk, it loves Phil Kessel still didn't want to commit. And that's the thing. They're not committing to anything. They're going to see how he's doing and how he progresses, but there's no reason to jump to conclusions. There's no reason to, um, you know, start dissecting this skate, which it feels like now we're starting to do a little bit. I'm just saying this is nothing. This, this doesn't matter. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. And Hey, guess what? If he's not, I trust Canucks management enough to realize that he's not going to be in that game shape. Here's the clip uh, of talk it last night message a little bit, but I think it's more uh, for him to see where he's at. We got the, you know, the skills coaches are work with him. You know, he's been off for 10 months, but the thing with Phil, he's a freak, right? He's a, he's a, he's a, he can do a lot of things. He's a sports freak, right? Um, so I don't know. I don't know where he's in shape. I know the one thing he can pass the puck, um, and we'll see where it goes. Like the first phase here is the next four or five days. See where he's at uh, physically before we even entertain anything from there. And I want to bring up this tweet as well uh, from our pal Justin Morissette, who tweeted about this uh, about the whole idea of Phil Kessel joining the Canucks. I really like this tweet and I just wanted to read it on air rather than uh, just because I had the same opinion rather than just p- repeating what he said. I want to uh, read what he actually tweeted out. If we have that tweet. Uh, one second. Give me a sec here. Okay. Um, Do you want me to just read it out here? Cause I have it pulled up, but I don't yeah, have go for it, it ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So Justin Morissette. Oh man. Did I lose it now? Yes, I got it. So Justin Morissette, why does this team need Phil Kessel in brackets? Question mark. And then he goes on to say, do you people not remember 2011? A run to the Stanley Cup is a two-month-plus war of attrition. Jeff Tambellini was a top six forward in game seven of the 2011 final. Injuries are coming. When they hit, do you want EP40 with Kessel or Linus Carlson? And that's the conversation that I'm starting to think about a lot more, is that Kessel is one thing, but there are other depth options that the Canucks are going to be looking at. This is just one that you can potentially get for free. I remind everybody again, the cup winning Vegas Golden Knights gave up a third round pick and some other player for Teddy Bluger, who played six games en route to their Stanley Cup final victory. Phil Kessel played four games. Teddy Bluger, who is an integral part of the Canucks third line, played six games for the Vegas Golden Knights. Again, not a knock on Teddy Bluger, a commentary on what teams that have serious aspirations of winning the Stanley Cup, what those teams do ahead of the trade deadline. Yeah, and, and that's an aspect where when we initially discussed it yesterday and I was sort of thinking, I don't know if he'd be one of Vancouver's top, top 12 forwards necessarily, or I don't know if, if you'd find the perfect fit. Then you remember, oh yeah, we're assuming a completely healthy lineup. The Canucks have up until the, Joshua injury today um, didn't have any forward injuries and as Justin pointed out through a long playoff run you will probably run into some of those and, and that's where Kessel could be an insurance option that's what the Canucks are considering have not committed to yet um, they're in evaluation mode and I think viewing it from the perspective of hey it's insurance rather than oh he's a surefire for first 
option plan a top six forward i think that's it's much better to view it as insurance and from that perspective it makes potential sense absolutely and he's just one he's going to be one of multiple depth options like this team is going to go out and get depth ahead of their playoff run they are not going into the playoffs with linus carlson where he is right now like again not a knock on linus carlson but cup teams cup winning teams do better cup winning teams do Teddy Bluger and Phil Kessel sitting on their bench. And right now the Canucks don't have that kind of depth. They just don't. And, and look, the team knows that and they're going to address it. And hey, we've said it so many times recently. It feels like we trust this management group to make the right decision when it comes to Kessel, when it comes to their depth options. Uh, okay, Ty David, when they sign Kessel, <laughs> when they sign Kessel, if it happens, Ty, uh, do they bump him up the lineup to help push him towards a thousand points? I really don't get that sense from all this. Like I've no. heard people throwing out the idea that Kessel might be okay starting at Abbotsford. And again, I can't confirm any of that myself, but just in terms of what we did here about, yeah, like he's not worried about keeping the Ironman streak alive. He just wants to play and he wants to find the right opportunity to play. And he wants to be part of a team, uh, you know, part of a good situation. That was another thing that I started to think about when it came to being in Abbotsford harm where like Kessel could be, you know, he could be a, he could be the best black ace ever, potentially, right, for for, for a team in the playoffs. Um, the drive from Abbotsford to Vancouver, we talk about it a lot, how nice it is for guys signing in the AHL. Like guys like Phil DiGiuseppe, guys like Christian Willan, and these guys who are kind of, you know, you know, tweeners a bit above tweeners between the AHL and the NHL, especially guys with families. They really like how close they can be. Um to both places, right? It's just like you can have one place, and you know, like Vasily Pukholzin is a good example. Vasily Pukholzin, I know he's not a free agent, so maybe it's not. It's not a perfect example, but like you know, Pukholzin has a very young family, right? And he probably isn't going to want to be flying all over, doing all these sorts of things. Where um, you know, when he's at home, he's still very far away from his family. So I look, it, it's nice having Abbotsford and Vancouver so close by with each other, the Canucks. Like it's good. It's a good situation. And I, I wonder if that played a part in Kessel's decision or his potential decision to at least come out here and start working out. That was uh, that played a factor actually, and this is random, but Martin Jones signing with the Leafs this year. Um, mm. Of course the Marlies play, you know, just down the highway and the fact that you don't have to shuttle back and forth from the AHL to the NHL. And of course the Leafs have all the resources in the world to, you know, upgrade their facilities and, have proper trainers and whatnot, but uh, definitely a competitive advantage some teams could uh, use to, you know, recruit players. Absolutely. Uh, Harm, anything else from you before we uh, wrap up here? Yeah, I mean, just in Kessel's case, I don't know if it would have been an added asset, Abbotsford being that close, just because I don't anticipate him playing HL games. Right? You don't like, think he'll I, play any HL games? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking about it from this perspective. If he work, works out, starts practicing... Um, at a certain point, he's going to sign an NHL contract if the Canucks determine, okay, he could be a piece for us. Then, I mean, I guess you could put him on waivers, but you're going to have to put him on waivers for him to go down to Abbotsford. Um, and, of course, you're not going to just sign him to an AHL deal and then later sign him to an NHL deal. Um, I just think the cleaner option probably would be uh, to have him work out with Abbotsford for a while if you make the decision that you think he can help your NHL team. Um, you sign him to um, an NHL contract and then he practices with the team for a while. Maybe he's your 13th or 14th forward um, gets up to speed. And then eventually if, in, if an injury hits or you just want to get him in at some point, you look to do that. Um, 
I don't know. That's just that's just my thought process, especially if you're Phil Kessel. Do you want to play in the AHL? Like, no, that's I, a good point. I would much rather be like, hey, I'll work out. I'll do whatever you want me to do to get ready. But I don't know how I feel about being put on waivers um, and playing AHL games. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's still a drive. Still a drive from Vancouver Abbotsford. I'm sure Phil probably doesn't want to make that drive. So but again, that's we'll see. We'll thinking. see how it all happens. Like that, yeah. Like may, maybe he's willing to do it. And maybe the Canucks are just like, hey, no one will pick him up off waivers anyway. Um, but this is just me sort of thinking out loud. Yeah. And hey, we don't know exactly what's going to happen just yet. Uh, Ty David Bedard is playing tonight. Connor Bedard making his return uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks. Grady, you got something? Oh, I was just going to say like one of the, um, you know, similar things we saw earlier this season is Jesse Pugliarvi with Pittsburgh signed a uh, tryout offer with their AHL team and then was able to land a two-way contract. I don't think Phil Kessel is signing a two-way contract necessarily, but you sometimes see players sign a deal with the minor league affiliate first, and then they get the actual NHL deal. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen with Phil. Nothing's happened just yet, folks. we got a lot of people in the chat saying, wait, so Kessel's a Canuck? Nope, not yet. It's Ilya Mikheyev coming into the lineup for Dakota Joshua, who if you're joining us a little bit later, Dakota Joshua appears to have hurt his hand during that fight on Tuesday night in Chicago. All right, Harm, this was a good one. Let's get to our Betway bet of the day as we prepare more for the, tonight's game against the Detroit Red Wings. This is our Betway bet of the day brought to you by, you guessed it, Betway. Going with it, Harm. I love when my four wins light the lamp. And you know what? I could even get even higher odds if I picked him to be the first goal scorer. But my bet today is for Elias Pettersson to score a goal tonight. A $10 bet at plus 162 odds returns you $26.20 over at Betway. It must be 19 plus play. If you choose to play, please play responsibly. Uh, and be sure to go check out Rinkwide Vancouver after the game, folks. I am on Rinkwide tonight. Oh, shoot. I'm on Rinkwide tonight. I got to figure something out. I'm supposed to be at the game. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I got to talk to Jeff. You heard it here first, folks. I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen tonight. We got to figure something out. But anyways, uh, this was Canucks Conversation. That is my co-host, Harbin Dial, and our technical producer, Grady Sass. My name is David Guglielli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Canucks Conversation with Harmon and Quads brought to you by the Toyota BZ4X. The BZ4X's fresh look is just an added bonus to its range since you can drive up to 406 kilometers on a single charge. That's enough to get you from Kitsilano to Whistler or Kamloops to Kelowna and back and still be home in time for the game. Now that's what we'd call electric. The best part, by choosing electric, you can get up to $11,000 in rebates and incentives the BZ4X are in stock and selling quickly, so make sure to visit shoptoyota.ca or your local Pacific Toyota dealer to get your hands on one. Canucks Conversation is live Monday through Friday, every weekday at 2 p.m. over on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. Make sure you like, subscribe, and interact in the YouTube live chat every day with us, folks. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.